right, welcome back, people in mind. Listeners, it's your host, yours truly, Jordan Lee Dixon, and we got some changes. We got some changes going on today. I got me a brand new co-host. Well, you're not brand new in my life, but you're brand new on the show. To them, though. To, to them, them, you feel know I me? Mean? <laughs> but um, we got the wonderful, awesome, magnificent, and melanated <laughs> Millie. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Jordan, for that wonderful journey. I'm blushing on camera. I mean, I don't think it shows much, but that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Go work with it. Um, I'm very excited to be here, to be a part of this, this morning here with you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm glad having you. I know the conversations that we've had in the past, mm -hmm. and we've um, we've always had good chemistry in terms of, like, the subject matter we speak about. And I know our personalities are a little clashing at times, but I think it makes for a good dynamic as a co-host because um, sometimes, you know, you probably, your your point of view on certain things could possibly keep me grounded because I could be very idealistic sometimes and, you know, um, it'll be a good dynamic between us. Um, especially in terms of like uh, a female's touch, a woman's touch. Yeah, I think that's necessary. and. Probably doesn't even have to be like female in general, but just some type of softness mm -hmm. when necessary. You know, because I can be pretty tough too. Mm -hmm. And when it, when you said you were idealistic, I kind of was and still am. But then I had to be like critical so that people think I'm overcritical. I'm like you don't understand. Yeah, I'm trying to ground myself. I feel you. You know. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And it actually brings me brings me um, to. An event that I went to a table actually it wasn't a tabling event it was a forum I was invited to African student mm -hmm. organization um, <laughs> <Gotta show up. laughs> the ASO wasn't actually first of all this wasn't planned it was not at all I even have a yellow sweater right? like, I was I, ready for the cold just in case you know Florida it is a little brisk outside yes. it is a brisk it is really nice <laughs> but I, I hope it doesn't I, I don't want it to ever get lower than this but I digress mm. Um, I was invited on a panel um, that was hosted by Club Creole, mm -hmm. and they were talking about the economic and social differences between black men and black women. And it was a very interesting panel because um, we spoke about women in the workplace, men in the mm -hmm. workplace, and one of the questions that were asked that was pretty controversial was, do black men share the same privileges as black women? And it, it was like, wow, that's a very loaded question. And it's one of it the is. best questions I've ever been asked it's in my life. It is. <laughs> like, well, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, wow, this is a trap. <laughs> they ask you that question, they're watching your every word. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's see where you stand. Yeah. I, I, well, my answer was definitely no. Um, even with both of us still in a form of struggle and oppression, there are very defined differences in terms of the privileges we still acquire. Most definitely. Especially since I'm a man, you know, and you're a woman. And then, well, first of all, we're both black. That's what they see us as. And then it's like, okay. No if ands, buts about it. No <laughs> if ands, buts about it. I'm just a little clearer than yours, you feel me? I'm just a little awkward. Born at the night time, that's cool. You feel me? It's all right, it's all right. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, first of all, we're black, and then... 
the man and then the woman. It's weird how black women fall on the spectrum of the hierarchy. What do you feel about that? It's funny because I have so much information like loaded in my head and I was just trying to gather them all because I was just like, yes, this is my calling. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how I feel about that is, like, I remember I took a woman's studies class. Not the best idea that I ever had. But, you know, you got to take some, a lot of good things from wherever you are. You know, yeah. bloom where you're planted, my mom always says. And it talked a lot about, or focused a lot about in, um, intersectionality. So intersectionality is realizing that, like, you may have more or less privileges based on the groups that you're a part of. Mm. So you just mentioned that, yes, we are black, but we are... Um, you're a man and I'm a woman, male, female, however you want to put it. So in that sense, you'd be a part of an A group because you're a man. Mm. And I'd be a part of a B group because I'm a woman. Mm. So how many B groups you're in kind of ties into kind of like binaries that already exist. Mm -hmm. So you may not even be aware of it at that point, but you're still like first. Yeah, you're black, but you're a man. You're able-bodied. You're college educated, or at least getting there, working towards yeah, it. Yeah, working you towards it. You have a it. job. You have a vehicle. You probably can afford Uber or Lyft if you needed to. You know, like there are yeah. things like that where, because it's our reality, we don't really pay much attention to it. Mm -hmm. So we don't realize the privileges that we may or may not have because or despite of something. And there was a young lady. Um, she was from Faces, which was all. She shared the panel with me, mm -hmm. and um, a couple of other people. It was about four of us. Four or five of us in total. Five of us in total, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to miss anybody. But um, she spoke about, in our banter, I, I, mm -hmm. I won't call it an argument, but I, we just you know, shared um, experiences back and forth. We spoke about, um, she, she gave me the privilege of choice. Like she told mm -hmm. me about, when I was telling her about the differences between men and women and you know, how I view things in a workplace mm -hmm. and you know the question came up you should um you should always fight for what you're worth don't let anybody undercut you and i under trust me i understand that completely especially when you're applying for a job however i'm of the i'm of the idea that let me just get my foot in the door i'm going to show you <laughs> and then i'm going to tell you hey listen this is what i've done for you Let's renegotiate this thing, because now yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a valuable asset to you. And she hit me with this, and I was like, you know what? That's right. You you you're you're. I can feel that. She hit me with that. Sounds like the the privilege of choice. Mm -hmm. And I, I realize I know a lot of black women, a lot of women really, but especially black women don't have the privilege of choice. It's like. It's like the hierarchy made for us, right? So we're either you know docile and want to please everybody, you know, all oh of that gosh. wonderful stuff, or we're that bitch, you know, like or you know like we're some Jezebel, um, Mammy. We know all about those little. Yeah, and I, I find that very crazy because now you can't even be who you are. Um. Whenever say somebody said, "Oh, that's not ladylike," I'm like, "Well, what is ladylike?" What does that even mean? What standards are you basing this on? Is this Eurocentric? Like, obviously, but you know. You know, Eurocentricism. Eurocentricism. I, I think I said that right. Eurocentrism. Euro Eurocentrism <laughs> um, is 
very deeply rooted, especially in black American culture. I mean, it's with us too. Yeah. It's with us too because at the same time, like whereas the Americans fought back the British, we we fought them back and had no one else to influence us after yeah. that point. So I mean, it's kind of us as in Jamaicans, by the yes. way. Yes. Oh, I, I do apologize. We <laughs> go to the yard, you know what I'm saying? We have to, uh, we have to mention bring it back home. Mm -hmm. um, but it probably is more pervasive here because there's so much like I guess juxtaposition, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like maybe because there's so much opposition to it, why we don't realize that it's so deeply embedded in what we have going on. Because, I mean, if you really want to say like that, America is like the, ch the child of, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I mean. They call, the Britain's still the motherland. People still yeah. refer to it as the motherland. Like, this country is still in its infancy. I mean, like, Rome is called the eternal city for a reason which is one of my places that I really, 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 really want to go to. P&M in Rome. Yes, because can you imagine walking the same roads? I receive it. I receive yes, it. Yes, I claim it. It's already mine. I it's, just have to it's work there. to claim it. You've already been there. Yeah. We'll go back to Rome. I mean, all the movies I watch, man, I might as well shoot. Like, and it's weird because, funny enough, going back to you, what you were saying about not being able to be myself or ourselves, mm -hmm. It's really weird to people when they hear the type of person that I am and they understand, they realize that or they find out that I'm into stuff from the medieval times and like the Renaissance. Like, I'm really like, I don't mean the Harlem Renaissance, y'all. Let's not be, you know, Afrocentric as well. We gotta realize that we need to create a balance. There's a broader scope of the there, world. Exactly, you know. That like, we need to be a part yes. of. And there were Africans that were a big part of those exactly. um, Renaissances. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, man, you feel me? It's, that, it's you, see, okay. you see the hair that they painted on that white man? That wasn't no white hair. Listen, man. Beethoven listen. had nappy ass hair. That was some wool, okay? That was some wool. <laughs> he didn't look like Jesus. Yeah. Which one? Mm. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, we can go there. We can go there. We really can. And but. that's because. And you know it's it's very interesting, and that and I'm glad that you brought up the idea of broadening the scope, and and we need some balance because bringing it back to um, the privilege of black people and even the privilege of black women, black women are now the most educated group in America. Absolutely. Um, the Absolutely. discrepancy between black men and black women in terms of education is is alarming. Mm -hmm. And it's it, it's crazy because this also came up in the forum that when it comes to dating and dating, See how everybody was mad at Issa Rae when she dropped that satire. Please, everyone realize that it was a satire. She was not serious. And hold on, explain but to people what satire means. Satire is using the truth to make fun of itself. Yeah. So satire would be um, everyone recently now one of the most Famous pieces of recent satire is Kathy McGriffin or some lady where she had, yeah, Kathy McGriffin or whoever, what's she name? <laughs> <laughs> she held the head of, um, yeah, like, that a, was satire, like, Kathy Griffin Trump. is Everybody's hilarious. Everybody's been saying that. 
for how long now? And just because a woman, granted, yes, she's white, she has certain privileges and so on, granted a woman, if a man said that, it'd be ha ha, he he, ho ho, hilarious, okay? You know. But because it was a woman that tried to make that joke, it was like almost, how dare you step into that realm? That's not your place. Why are you making comments on a political sphere? And you're, you're a comedian, you make fun of life, you know? It was really crazy that they even reacted like that. I'm, I'm, you know, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, and mm -hmm. my, one of my favorites to listen to is the Joe Rogan podcast. And uh, Joe, if you ever hear this, I uh, definitely want to fly out to, uh, <laughs> you know, to Cali and uh, come on visit you. Um, <laughs> I think you're in Cali. I'm not sure, or the, maybe that's Brendan Shop. Whomever, holla at me, Joe. He knows who he's talking to. Holla at me, Joe. Um, <laughs> But she came on a podcast and um, she spoke about it and and it if I were to just listen to what media was telling me, I would hate Kathy Griffin. Of course you would. That's and the setup. Ex exactly. But then when she went on the podcast, she she says that she was a feminist. Um, if I'm remembering clearly, mm -hmm. however, it's like modern day feminism. She's like she doesn't want anything any part of it. You know what I'm saying? Because feminism has changed. Oh, yeah. Into something very. I think this is what bizarre. they call in women's studies third wave, if I'm correct. Third wave. That's the, there were different like ways where, because remember there was the suffragettes, and then all of that wonderful stuff that went on in the 60s. Well, explain that to me, because I, I, I don't think I'm very educated on that aspect. Well, I'm not gonna pretend like I am either, but I will share with you what I know. Mm -hmm. I'll try to give you know do my fellow feminist justice because I'm a feminist in a way where. Yes, we would like to have facts and stuff to back it up, and we would like to have like some type of philosophy or whatever, but I feel like it's an inalienable truth that we are all equal, regardless of our sex. Sex, not gender, y'all. But, you know, <laughs> but... It, I'm still educating myself on the See, and there, there's, there's, there, it's a world of just this amazingness. So, um, there was the wave of the, um, the suffragettes, and um, Ida B. Wells was a part of that. And I remember I was watching a movie, something about angels is called. And um, I think it was Susan B. Anthony. There we go. Susan oh, yeah, B. Anthony. Oh, yeah, the one that's and, on the coin. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, the one that everybody went to go put their little stickers on. Like, oh, I voted. But 53% of y'all voted for that orange. So <laughs> <laughs> I just want to understand something. So Ida B. Wells, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, went to Susan B. Anthony and you know they wanted her participation because of course black women were still a very large population especially in the south mm -hmm. at that time that was like a little bit after they were free but that was like reconstruction time mm -hmm. right so in gaining black women support like in the conversation they had was that yes you could walk with us but you're gonna stay in the back because we're still not trying to upset or aggravate you know yeah. people were asking power for from Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, you can walk with us, but you're gonna be in the back. So even in that conversation, they just black women, the they just needed the vote. They just needed your voice, your numbers. Mm -hmm. It's not about your exact need, you know. And that's the really crazy part about it because you know, and that's, especially with all the stuff that's been happening, like Judge Kavanaugh, like how, and you know, <laughs> how and, did that even happen? And that's why I, I was, um, I was like, I was like, feminism wasn't made for black women. Feminism wasn't made for black people. Not the way it's been published, Not I'm telling the, you. No, it's, um, and it's, it's, it's weird how, you know, we've been tricked into thinking that we benefit from that system. Absolutely. And, but either way, 
Um, I think it, even if it's very tiny steps forward, it's a step forward nonetheless. Right. And um, Kathy Griffin went on and she went on Joe Rogan's show and she talked about how just because of that incident, mm -hmm. how her entire career She's been blackballed. She black yeah, she's been blackballed. And listen, man, I don't care, man. There's not too many white women that I find hilarious. Kathy, Kathy Griffin is fucking is, hilarious. She really got the sauce. She is, I'm for real. Like, she, she is got the funny. Sauce. She is funny, she man. I, she I, fought with the niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. No, but for real, though. So it's like, you know, and, and I, 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 I don't get it, you know. And, and I'm, I, it's like, I'm. I had to change my mindset because just like how white people don't realize how the world was made for them mm -hmm. and if that is challenge or you tell them hey listen you know the world was made for you you made this world the way it is and they get mad it's like no you're not taking responsibility for you and I you have to, to have do hardships myself exactly and you know things like that it's like I have to realize as a man it's like yeah this world is also misogynistic as fuck. Even Absolutely. in our religious texts. Our religious texts. You don't understand how that literally created the foundation. I mean, look at the first thing. The first story you hear about a woman is one of damnation. Think about that. But she's your mom, though. You know? Right? Like, that's like, the mother of all. It's all but she's Eve's, the story like, of damnation. It's, it's weird. It's like, it's all Eve's fault. She was she was corrupted and she ate the apple. I'm but like, Adam ate it too. Adam and he was... And too. if you think about it, he was weaker because then he just subjugated himself to whatever Eve said. So mm -hmm. it, it, it kind of tells listen. a really weird story when you really go into the... To the um, you, you know, it just it just goes to, uh, it just goes into the how much power you need to convince women to do things, <laughs> <laughs> and how much power it just takes a man yep. to convince us. Oh wait, what? Mm -hmm. Oh you, oh you're a woman and you're beautiful and you have breasts. What and you like yes, anime? I'll, What's your favorite anime? Right. <laughs> <laughs>